Hello, uh, this is Damon again, and um, Levi. Um, today I wanted to chat a little bit about, um, well, a very, I don't want to scare you. I want to talk about um, death and uh, the fear of death. Um, you want dead fish? <laughs> we'll have to get. You mean you want to go fishing? Is that what you mean? Well, we'll go fishing not right now, but at some time in the future. Okay. I want to go fishing there. Well, we're not going fishing now. Why? Because. Can you turn that down, please? I'll go ready. All right, hold on, man. Um, so I want to talk. Uh, I'm hungry. You just ate. I'm hungry. Still. I'll get you something to eat in a few minutes, okay? Can you turn that down, please? Can you turn it down, please? Uh, honey, can you turn that down just a little bit? Uh, All right, honey? Son. Give me a few minutes. It's not going to take long. Son. Levi, look at me. Look at me. I'm You're doing good listener. Levi, eat some fish. Eat some of your um, uh, uh, lightning, uh, lightning McQueen fish. No! Levi. Just give me a few minutes here. Anyway. I want small fish. Anyway, so what I wanted to talk about. Well, get a fruit snack, man. No. You just ate. All right, so what I want to talk about is um, death, not dead fish, but uh, death and fear of death. I've seen a few people uh, come face to face with their own um, death and have to accept it um, by... Uh, are caught with it by their within their own self-image or just cope with it uh, to their own identity. Um, one of them, which was the toughest, was uh, watching my uh, mother pass away. Um, she had uh, about a two-year fight with leukemia and uh, acute leukemia. Anyway. Um, so I spent uh, quite a bit of time with her uh, during um, her chemo treatments, which she went through three. And um, so I spent a lot of uh, nights with her um, in the hospital and having, uh, you know, a lot of discussion around. Um, it wasn't the only thing we discussed, but certainly over the course of two years, it came up about her own mortality. She had a lifelong fear of death, and so um, she didn't go <laughs> quietly into the night as as the saying goes. She really fought it. Uh, however, she wasn't able to uh, win that particular battle, at least not uh, at the end. And she never really accepted her her demise. She never really accepted it, and um, she spent uh, the whole time um, in fear and. Uh, but we got to talk, and I got to know my mother as a person, and the horrible thing of it is, um, you know, your mother dies, and she died at an early age, she was only 52, and um, you really don't uh, get over it, it's like a, a wound uh, in your, you know, a wound that kind of scars over over time, but... The wound is there and always will be. 
And um, but I did get to, as I said, meant know my mother for the person, the real person that she was, and we got to say our goodbyes, and we had nothing more uh, that needed to be said. I mean, it'd be nice for her to be around longer so that I could still learn from her. Um, and um, we were very close, so it was a, you know, the hardest thing that um, has happened to me that I think um, that hopefully ever will happen to me. Uh, the next person that I... Um, uh, that affected me that I saw die was my father who died in his uh, mid-60s of prostate cancer and that happened rather quickly over about a three-month uh, period and however uh, I was in Chicago at the time and my father was here in Portland and um, so I, I didn't go through the whole ordeal my brother Brandon was in Chicago as well he flew back and he spent some time with him and then um, I didn't go back out until the funeral, and, um, but I got to talk to him over the phone, and, you know, I'm the oldest son, and um, sometimes fathers and sons, uh, you know, they have their issues, and, you know, unfortunately, we never, um, there were some things unsaid that I wish we would have had to been able to say face to face. We said some things over the phone, but uh, you know, we um, we didn't say all the things that needed to be said. And my father, um, he didn't fight. Uh, he was in a lot of pain, so he he welcomed death, as far as I you know understood, according to my brother. So that was um, that was his way of dealing with it. And then I had my uh, best friend growing up, Randy. His mother. Passed away of cancer. She spent some time in the hospital uh, getting chemo, and uh, he had a kind of a hard time dealing with it. So I spent a lot of time with his mother, holding her hand, and um, you know, just being there for her um, and reminding her what a beautiful woman she was, because she really was quite striking. She was a beautiful woman, and um, that was the main thing with her. Is she just wanted to make sure that she she looked good as she you know was um going into the beyond and uh so i just shirt her which wasn't hard because she was a beautiful woman that she still was a striking very beautiful woman and um you know just got to know her on a personal level and literally just held her hand i mean that's really what it came down to a lot of times she just wanted some human touch and and i'm i'm very happy i was there to provide that for her and the thing about death, and this is what I've, I've learned, I think, is that, you know, they say that uh, money changes you, um, but I think a more apropos um, saying is that money doesn't really change you, it just makes you more of the person that you already are. And I think that's the same with death. It doesn't really change you. I'm sure, and what I've seen, uh, what I've seen of death is that you just become, it's the ultimate truth. Um, so you cannot run from yourself because you are who you are. And um, so I, what I've seen in death is you die more of the person that you were in life. Or more real, you know, more real, more honest. And so you don't really change. You just become, you, all the baggage goes away, all the fronts and... Um, you face your fear and, 
and fear tends to uh, bring out. Um, I'm not talking about uh, fight or flight fear. I'm talking about fear of the unknown, um, and that you know there's nowhere to run. So it's not flight is an option. So you're just dealing with fear, and um, so you really have to become at that point who you are because there's nowhere else to run because you are who you are. <laughs> that makes any sense and uh, so that brings me to you know my recent um, uh, brush with fear or mortality I was diagnosed a little over a year ago with a uh, uh, a brain tumor and um, so um, I, I don't want to go into all the details of how it came about but luckily I, I caught it actually I knew the tumor was there back in 2012 but it was small and they told me not to worry about it just if uh, my vision got a little bit kinky to uh, to be aware of that but it did get kinky um, my vision faded a little bit and I, I addressed it and so I ended up uh, going up to HSU and uh, got my eyes checked found out that they determined it was a not an eye issue but it was a brain issue uh, the op Tomologist, I believe they're called, sent me to for an MRI. Turned out I had a, a brain tumor uh, on my pituitary gland. And then I went to see a neurologist who specializes in this particular type of tumor. One of the best, Dr. Cetus, in the, in the country, is my understanding. So I lucked out there. And um, he told me that, yes, in fact, I had a, a tumor. And he said that, you know, but if you have a tumor, this is the tumor to have because it's, uh, it wasn't malig malig malignant and uh, it was, you know, confined to my, um, uh, just my optic nerves. It was pressed up against. And, of course, it could uh, have some ramifications around your pituitary gland, which controls your hormones. But anyway, um, still, they had to operate on my brain. And I don't have enough brain to spare, let alone, you know, to give away a, a, to any tumor. So, um, although um, it's pretty successful in its operations um, in removing the tumor, debu debuking it, I guess is what they call it, um, I uh, still had a chance of, you know, uh, not making it through. Uh, which brings me to my fear. My fear really wasn't fear of death. You know, like I'm 57, I've lived a life of um, pretty good, and I've had a lot of experiences, so I wasn't, uh, you know, necessarily fearful of my uh, personal demise. What I was fearful for was Levi, and um, it was crippling, the fear I had uh, on what would happen with Levi. You know, sometimes it takes a while to come to the realization in, in your life of what your purpose is. And mine came a little bit later. My purpose in life is Levi. And what would I, what would he do without me here? You know, and so uh, without going into too much detail, I, I, you know, first you're paralyzed with the fear. And then for me, if I, I take action, it helps a little bit, you know, to, uh, to uh, mollify any kind of fears or trepidations I have. So I put it in a place to take care of Levi financially and, and have a, somewhere for him to be raised in a, 
on an earth train home. And, but any, at any rate, it still uh, was fair, you know, so I went in for the operation. Um, there were some little complications because I'm a big guy with a small throat and an innovation part that had some issues with. But the bottom line is I came out and for the most part everything is okay. Just dealing with some hormonal issues, but uh, we'll work our way through that. But I thank God. I thank um, the doctors and science and all the technologies and all the nurses and everybody that helped me through my, uh, you know, getting through the operation and rehab and all that kind of stuff. And and uh, most, you know, the greatest joy I have is um, that um, I made it and Levi um, has me still in his life and I'm still here to serve and protect uh, Levi because... I think that every parent, especially with a child that's not, you know, an adult child, the fear is you're not there to, to be f with them or for them, are not there for them anymore. And it's the, I've had my brushes with, you know, death, I've been in dangerous situations, I've done stupid things where I shouldn't have gotten out of, and it's always, always been a, a woo, you know, made it through, but this fear was like no other. And I think it's um, that it's a, a, it's born out of joy, joy that I have, Levi. But joy is a funny thing; it's a small word, but it means a lot. It's different than happiness or being happy. Um, joy is born of the soul. Um, to be joyous in your soul, and in my case, to be joyous and having the opportunity to be in Levi's life. And the reason why it's such a powerful word, joy, is you know it can be lost from the depth of your being, of your soul, of your soul. Whereas happiness is fleeting, and you know it's fleeting. It's a laughter. It's whatever. But joy goes deep. And so I am joyful that I'm still here for Levi. I'm joyful that... Um, I found Levi, we found each other, and um, I'm also happy uh, to say goodbye at this time, and uh, peace, uh, love everyone.